into the contest. It's Thursday, the 20th of January. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host, Shane Lee. Morning, Shane. How are you? Not too bad, Timmy. I'm feeling the best today, but uh, I'll push on, mate. But I'll tell you what, watching a few of these tennis players, a few of them have got really good personalities off off the uh, court, mate. Yeah, I know. That interview Dylan Alcott conducted with Alexander Zverev after he beat John Millman last night, he had me in fits of laughter. And he, like, he got the crowd going. He goes, oh, I don't mind if you keep booing me. I love coming here. It was a real sense of joy. And, and Dylan, who obviously can do no wrong, here he mm. is, uh, you know, he's having a joke saying, oh, I've got three Olympic gold medals, you've only got one. It was <laughs> it, it was really good and it was a lot of fun in the context of some of the drama that we've seen in and around the Australian Open. Now, this is Afternoon Sport. We have a charity auction running for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation who raise funds for important cancer research. There are some amazing things to buy from that auction. Have a look at it because there's some beauties. A cricket clinic with Tess cricket star Nathan Lyon. Absolutely love it. Just go to afternoonsport.com forward slash auction to see all the detail. Now on the show today, we'll wrap up all the tennis. Rafael Nadal, what about him? He just rolls on Ash Barty with a good win. And the New Zealand cricket tour, the one-day tour, off because of quarantine rules. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. What about 154 not for Glenn Maxwell? He's shattered every record in the Big Bash. It was extraordinary, Shane. He has the X Factor, no doubt about that, mate. It was only a few years ago that he scored 300 in a Shield game at uh, North Sydney Oval. When he's on, he is on 154 not out, uh, which is a BBL record. He took the Stars to 272 in a T20 match. This is unheard of. When you were scoring 270 not that long ago in 50-over cricket, that was a big score. Amazing. Also, the amazing part of this story is that uh, Stoinis, he scored 71 off 31 balls, and you hardly noticed him. So that's how well Maxwell played. It was was a dead rubber, but I tell you what, that was super entertainment last night. Oh, that was just amazing. He is the big show uh, by name and nature sometimes. It's interesting with that Stoinis story. I remember interviewing Arthur Morris, God rest his soul, many years ago, and uh, someone had said to him, were you there when Don Bradman got out in his final innings uh, (laughs) at the Oval uh, for his duck? And he goes, yeah, I was at the other end. I made 196 not out. It's it's amazing what... What people notice, isn't it? Now, um, this New Zealand white ball tour of Australia postponed due to quarantine. Yeah, frustrating. Uh, it's always good when the Kiwis come out and play a one-day series. It's been going on, going on for so long now. It's always a good rivalry there, but uh, they just had to do it due to the uncertainty around the border um, mm. restrictions, Tim. So, yeah, frustrating. Uh, Chris Stray putting that on the back burner for the moment, but, yeah, just too hard getting in and out of New Zealand and in and out of Perth, etc. 
Yeah, lots of other good sport to watch at the moment, which is yep. uh, fantastic. I think we might get out to that Thunder game on Sunday. Now, Cameron Boyce, uh, talk about history, a, lot, a fair bit of history. Uh, a fantastic win for the Thunder on that final ball in the other game played yesterday, but uh, he bowled beautifully, didn't he? Double hat-trick for the Melbourne Renegades. Double hat-trick. So for those who don't know, double hat-trick's four balls in a row. So it's uh, balls one, two, and three is a hat-trick, and two and three and four, uh, making a double hat-trick. Yeah, he's done really, really, really well. Look, it wasn't that long ago Cameron Boyce was sort of on the horizon to play test cricket as a leg spinner. Um, now it's, it's Mitchell Swepson, but uh, yeah, he's got some talent and, um, and a very good one-day bowler too. It's it's um, it's a point for young players, isn't it? If you bowl leg spin, keep doing it because yep. it's one Big craft. Time. If you can possibly get it and do it right, it's the hardest thing to bat to, isn't it? Yeah, I um, I last night I watched the Shane Warne sort of doco and uh, and he talks about what your shoulder goes through when you bowl leg spin. You sort of it's no, it's like no other action. You sort of invert and, and internally rotate your shoulder. There's a serious amount of pressure on your shoulder, but also on your arm and on your wrist and on, on your finger. So, very, very hard thing to do. And with all that, you have to control the ball as well. Yeah, absolutely. Sydney Sixers. What about this franchise? Uh, they're rolling along. Obviously, they haven't won the title yet, but it'd be three in a row if they get this one. Yeah, it's like a, like the beautiful city, city of Adelaide, mate. You know, they've got the they've blended the old with the new. Um, they've got that with players and the Sixers. Yeah, it'd be a huge effort to make it a, a three-peat. They disposed of uh, Brisbane Heat last night by 27 runs and actually faced the Perth Scorchers uh, this Saturday and the winner going through to the BBL final. Yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting to watch. And, of course, uh, that game's a, a rematch of the final from last year, which they won in uh, cracking fashion, or earlier this year, really, um, at the mm. Sydney Cricket Ground. Uh, now, I must admit, when I, I first saw Mohammed Hasnain, I, I really thought he was a remarkable bowler and he took those three quick wickets, but there was, mm. a, there was a slight sort of... Uh, I don't know curiosity <laughs> to his action. There was a, there was a little kink, and I'm thinking, uh, is that just the way he bowls? And, and now they're investigating him for possibly an illegal action. Yeah, and, and the stump Mike picked up on uh, Rick saying only a, f- a few games ago, nice chuck, but a nice throw, buddy. So look, they did this to Matiah Millither and many times questioned his mm. his bowling action, but whenever they put him through the test, he just bowled with a straight arm. So it's a tough, tough one to prove. Um, look, he, I don't think he overly throws the ball, but uh, and having a good fast bowler in any competition is good to watch. So it's it's a real balance there. Often it's that really quick ball, isn't it? They bowl no, – I'm not, I'm not pointing it out to him, but yeah. those that have been caught in the past, it's, uh, you know, most of their over is bowled uh, according to the rules, and then that one real quick ball. Yeah, my brother Brett had – that was called for throwing, and that was ridiculous. Brad McNamara had a very good, good bouncer, and he, he chucked his bouncer. But, yeah, it's the one that's sort of you're not, not ready for that's hard as a batsman to face. Yeah, at my age, I can't even chuck him, mate. I can't even chuck him. Now, a rugby league, of course, um, we're seeing players and others uh, unite around what's happened in Tonga. The Roosters are uh, really well represented. Daniel Tupa, who's played there for a long time, of course, played at state of origin level. Then you look at Satili Tupanua, one of their strike forwards. Uh, this would be tough, Tim, that you're going into a pre season. They can't contact their families. Um, all, all comms are down in Tonga at the moment, so they don't know whether they're alive or not. So that'd be really, really tough leading into a, to a big season, not knowing where your loved ones are, are safe or not. Yeah, our thoughts and prayers for everyone in yep. that part of the world. It's been mm. a difficult, difficult time. Stay with us on Afternoon Sport, all the tennis. Uh, an extraordinary uh, couple of days at the Australian Open, NFL, AFL and much, much more.
Rafael Nadal. Now, you, look, if you're going to have a bet, you'd, you'd sort of have to have it on him, wouldn't you? I know Zverev's there, Medvedev there, classy, classy players. But Rafa uh, looking for 21 Grand Slams. I'd love to see him win too. He's, um, he, he's, he's a super player, gritty. And it'll be another sort of twist in the tail of uh, Novak Djokovic not being here to defend it. Um, look, he, he, he just... Um, it was a gritty win uh, to go through the third round, beating uh, Yannick Hoffman, uh, 6-2, 6-3, 6-4. But, uh, yeah, Rafa looks so good. Yeah, we watched or we talked about the Zverev win over Milman at the top mm. of the podcast, and uh, he's brilliant. He, he's so tall. Um, John Milman, and we saw him do good things in the US Open. He was never really in it as hard as he fought. So, um, yeah, we'll keep a close eye on Zverev. Ash Barty uh, rolls on uh, for a potential clash with Naomi Osaka. Wouldn't that be a ripper? That would be an absolute ripper. So, Ash Barty's only lost three games so far as she goes into the third round. Um, mm. So if she wins the third round, potential match-up with Naomi Osaka, which, as you said, mate, would be an absolute cracker. Uh, that, that French star's $67,000 selfie, that backfired dramatically. It did, mate. Uh, those who go through into the third round take home 221000 mm. but uh, you're taking a selfie and putting the whole competition in jeopardy has cost him sixty seven grand. So... Um, Imagine that, Tim. It's not, that's a bad little uh, mistake to make, isn't it? Oh, well, you've got to have rules around what's yeah. happening, particularly when you're deporting players um, at the same time. Um, what about this British tennis star, of course, uh, screamed onto the scene last year, Emma Raducanu, and uh, she does a good Aussie accent, mate. G'day, mate. This girl's got it all, hasn't she? She's young, she's, she's good-looking, um, uh, she's a fantastic player. She's got a good sense of humour as well, but yeah, she does a really good Aussie accent. They were asking most of the, um, the tennis players, and we all know they're from the Baltic states, um, and they were trying to do an Aussie accent, which is really, really tough for them. But uh, yeah, she did it very well. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was outstanding. Now, changing uh, to domestic sport in Australia for a moment, AFL and Collingwood, they're looking for a brighter year in 2022 and beyond after all sorts of dramas the past couple of years. They've named Scott Pendlebury as captain for 2022. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago that Scott Pendlebury was sort of holding off about his contract and where he would go. He always wanted to be a one-club player, and they've named him for the captain after a disastrous season last year. Um, so they're hoping that he can lead the club back to its former glory and uh, and be the leader. And, you know, in the AFL, a, a strong Collingwood means a really, really strong competition and interesting competition. So let's hope Scott's got the goods to do that. Yeah, and the Jordan Degoe story that's just walks alongside, you know, preparations for the season. His case has been adjourned in New York amid uh, a plea deal. That That's a mess, isn't it? It looks like a real mess. Another mess, yeah. So he, I don't think he's going to be playing much this season, um, if, if at all. So, uh, you know, he made a big mistake, but he's done it a few times. Yeah, absolutely. And big Jordan Mylata in the NFL. We seem to have a story about him every single week and uh, <laughs> a, a big admission from him ahead of the playoffs. He's a really sensitive big fella, isn't he? He, um, mm. and he's got, a, he's got a, so do I, he's got a real good perspective on life and he sort of talks about sliding doors and he was so close not that many years ago of giving it all up, you know, going from, you know, playing uh, rugby league here to going over and having to learn his craft in the draft for so many years, injured and away from home was a tough thing, but, uh, Thank God he's stuck there because he's about to play his first playoff this weekend. It's a bit like Cool Runnings, isn't it, when John Candy coached yeah. <laughs> the uh, Jamaican bobsled team. I, I personally did not even know that Australia had a bobsled team. <laughs> Remember that? Jamaica's got a bobsled <laughs> team. So, and, and look, there's drama, high drama ahead of the Winter Games with selection confusion um, in the Australian team. Yeah, it probably goes down to us not understanding the sport that well. They're talking about um, do they pick the fittest woman in the world, Tia Claire um, Toomey, 
or go with uh, Bree Walker, who's a potential medalist. Mm. Sure, you go with a medalist, not just the fittest person. <laughs> There's no events. It's called the fittest person. That's a that's a that's called a marathon, isn't it? Oh yeah, exactly. I, I still uh, that, that, every time I see the bobsled, it makes me think. I love watching it. I love the Winter Games, that and the luge and all the other uh, different uh, events that they have through the Winter Olympics. Uh, what about this woman uh, flashing the crowd? Um, and it led to a, a wild brawl, um, as as would it be expected, I suppose. Sometimes yeah, you can never divide a crowd more than uh, a good-looking mm. girl flashing the crowd. The blokes loved it, and there was, <laughs> there was a lady there that said, "Come on, this kids here." So uh, it ended up in a bit of a brawl, but. Uh, you can't please everyone, Tim. Yeah, yeah, there are there there, there are rules against that now, Shane. In twenty twenty two, back in the nineteen seventies and stuff, it used to happen on a on a regular basis. Uh, now, now, what yes. about this story you're telling us about the best twelfth man ever? Um, tell us more. Well, there's two contenders in my time. Uh, one was Brad McNamara, who was the lead guitarist in our band Six and Out. Buzzard, mm. I think. May have played about 70-odd first-class matches, but did about 50 as the 12th man just because he was good on the PI double five, as you say, Tim. Um, P1 double five, Yes, yeah. but I tell you what, the, the guy that sort of wins the competition in my eyes is a guy called Wayne Seabrook, who only played, I think, two or three games for New South Wales. He scored 164 on debut, um, but then fell through his roof pre-season and oh. dislocated both arms, was replaced by Mark Taylor and uh, Mark War, so he didn't play much after that. But he would take on tour. Um, he was a good-looking bloke, Steve, so he'd have an Air Force uniform and a tuxedo, so he <laughs> and his whites, three outfits. He'd whites during the day, Air Force uh, uniform at night for the girls, and um, put on an American accent. Or he would uh, he would show up in, in his tuxedo and be be the Australian James Bond. So <laughs> apparently he was a very very good tour and a very good recruiter. Oh, shaken but not stirred. <laughs> um, we we we're going to have to get him on the podcast just on that. Uh, how much work did Buzzard do when he was at the game when it came to bringing out drinks and and other sorts of things that you need to do as a twelfth man? Did he did knowing him having worked with him a lot, he'd almost recruit someone else to do it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we didn't give him too much of a hard time for not bringing out drinks on the field because he delivered a lot during the evenings. Buss it on fire. <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors in Maine Haircare. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. See you then, guys. Take care.